0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU Hoops loses at St. Mary's. What happened, and what do the Cougars need to do in the final 10 to go dancing?
1: Mr. Triple-Double Kyle Collinsworth in studio. Will he get another one to break the NCAA single season record? And Jeff Martson tells us about the final
0: two weeks of football recruiting before signing day. Let's get it! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, January 19th, 2015. Brian
1: Logan in the house. What's up, man? It's been a couple weeks. I know, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. It feels a little bit different here. Like, something moved or something. I don't know what it is. Like, brighter lights or something. I'm not sure. Maybe I've just been I gone know. for that long. I don't know what you're talking about. I've, I've just been gone for that long. Is that what it is? You
0: were in here December 30th last Sem- time. Yeah, that, before was a, that, that was the last time. Pre-Miami. Man.
1: I've been kind of bored with my life. You know, football's been Ooh. over and, yeah. you know. I, you know, Welcome man. back. Thank you. Thank you. I, I am very happy to be here. I miss you too, though, man. I yeah, really
0: I miss your musk as well. Yeah, you know,
1: and, you know, and Spencer. I mean, Spencer, too. And Spencer. Spencer, Spencer uh, taking too. several
0: days off this week. Uh, he deserves it. Hardest working man in showbiz. That's right. Uh, so happy that he's here. Brian Logan will be here tomorrow as well. David Nixon will be here Wednesday. Michael Elisa will be here Thursday. So we've got a whole cast of characters. All star
1: crew, man. Yeah, it's good David,
0: be a- Mike. It's going to be a fun week. It is going to be fun. Michael Elisa co-hosting. So he's, he's uh, getting a shot at
1: the chair there. That's right. It's going to be great. That's right. Maybe he should be the host and you could be the co-host. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we could
1: try. Whatever, that'd be, man. That'd be fun. That'd Hashtag be... team ball. You know that, what I'm saying? That's, that's
0: right. It's January 19th. This is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, if you haven't seen or haven't, uh, haven't seen at all or haven't seen lately, the I Have a Dream speech, take some time. Go and watch that today and appreciate what that man meant.
1: Yeah, definitely got to appreciate that. I remember in school uh, growing up, you know, we had to memorize a, a certain part of that speech, which was, um, you know, it's it's amazing to to reflect and, and, and think back, uh, you know, what he's done for us as a country. And I, I think I, I'm just really blessed that I wasn't, you know, I didn't have to go through that. You know what 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 the the nation went through while, during his times, and, and that he was able to sacrifice so much. You know, I, I was talking to my wife this morning. I said, "Look," and she was like, "I'm happy. I'm got to go to school today." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, huh? you should also be happy that uh, I'm here with you. You know, because without him, this we wouldn't have this relationship. Oh, and then our son as well. And then her and then her, her smile kind of went down and was like." See, yeah, I can live without you, man, but not my son. You, didn't, you didn't have to bring it there, Brian. But my son, I miss my son. I can replace you. She loves you. Whatever. Man. I know. Man, I hope so. The conversation <laughs> is
0: alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU
1: Sports Nation. Yes, and that will lead us to our Twitter question. What do you see... BYU doing Can in you the final 10 games of the regular season? You told me to read it like that. <laughs> I
0: did not tell you to read it like that.
1: <laughs> Why not? That was amazing, man.
0: Use the hashtag BYUSN to weigh in on that question. At Cougar underscore Nate. 10-0, baby! Hashtag blue goggles cool. alert. Yeah, I'm putting Where are blue go- the blue go- goggles? Google yeah, 10-0 yeah, goggle is definitely blue goggles. Blue goggle definitely alert. Blue goggles. Blue Seriously, goggle though. Alert. They better go at least 9-1 or their at-large hopes may be dead. Yeah, it's BYU uh, has 10 regular season games left. Certainly need a good run to be in a position, not only for seeding, more on that in a moment, uh, in Vegas, but to try and get an at-lar- at least an at-large berth to the NCAA tournament if they don't win the thing. Uh, here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines and what we're talking about today. BYU swept by St. Mary's in men and women's hoops. Anson Winder's knee maybe worse than expected. Sat out Saturday. I think a lot of people thought maybe he could go Saturday uh Let's hope the knee is good. BYU playing at San Diego Saturday uh, coming up. And then men's volleyball, impressed over the weekend. They swept UCLA uh, Friday and then won in, in four on Saturday. Saturday, I was, I
1: was very entertained by that game, man, because I was listening. That was the first time I listened to you. Really? I, it was the first time, man, and I was very entertained. I like oh, the awesome. Doc McStuffins. I can relate, Oh, you man. got those got Doc, McStuffins song, stuff Doc McStuffins? Doc McStuffins. <laughs> I, I can relate, man. You know, my son loves that shit. Not everyone did. Including no. at Bean Mace, he's like, "You're killing me." Yeah, forget that guy. Man. <laughs>
0: no, he's, I w- he doesn't I, understand his struggle. I will never forget at Bean Mace. Rise <laughs> and shout! It's time to throw. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. No room for error going forward. Offensive rebound rejected by Kafuzu.
1: Well, he could have just thrown that back out right there. Simmons.
2: Halford for three. He's
0: What a play that was, we heard, his, uh I was going to call him LeBronson. Yeah. Corbin Capucci with the huge block. Skyler Halford with the three late. BYU drops the game at St. Mary's, 82-77. Brad Waldo, 24 points, 14 rebounds. Tyler Hawes, 28 points. Chase Fisher, 19 points. He's shot 52% from three of the last six games, and BYU loses that one. A disappointing loss. BYU competed hard, and, and there was a wild there at the end, I thought, how is BYU in this game? Given the way that Waldo would play, given the fact that Kyle Collinsworth got four fouls early in the second half, no Anson Winder again, no Nate Austin. Don't forget that fact. Right.
1: And BYU is in that game. Yeah, it, it, it's the same thing, man. It, it's 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 that. I think that's why it's that was more frustrating, you know, as as a fan is is man. You had all these things go against you. You know, Kyle's in foul trouble. Um, you know you don't have anton and and you're still able to the to come close. completely the consistently horrible, terrible man it's like who <laughs> paid you you know okay i can't say who paid you because they were they were bad on both ends you know it, it doesn't really matter just, uh, just be good please right well see the thing is this i'd rather you just either be good or just be bad right obviously no, good, don't be bad be good but, just, but don't be bad just for one side you know you yes. like that, that's when i'm like okay who paid you but sure. you know and that's um,
0: the 12th thing in the game. I, refs never lose
1: a Right, ex- ex- exactly. But w- with all that said, you know, BYU is still able to to put themselves in a position to win the game. I think that's really the heartbreaking thing. And that's, you look at throughout the whole entire season, you know, losing, but every time they've lost, you know, by seven points a couple times in, in overtime, double overtime. They've, just no, like,
0: they haven't lost a game by ah! more than 7 They're Right, like more every than seven. single game. Every
1: night. And it's like, ah, you know, but... I, 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 I still like the fact that they were able to, to, to be in this game and be competitive you know, with all the odds against them. Now it's tough because BYU is 5-3 in
0: conference, and as of now is in fourth place. There's still a lot of ball to play. That's the good news. BYU's played eight yeah. games. There are ten regular season games left, five home, five road. BYU currently, if the season ended today, and luckily it does not, BYU would be the four seed and play Gonzaga in the semifinals, and that would be a tough matchup. Ideally, you play Gonzaga in the championship game, like last year. So, BYU has some work to do. Anson Winder's knee is a big deal. Sprained his knee. uh, Did not play against Pacific. I think a lot of people thought, okay, you sit him Thursday. Hopefully, he can go Saturday. It was worse than expected. And so, he did not play Saturday. Still no Nate Austin hoping to get both those guys back Saturday. Not sure exactly on the status there. But that's a big deal for BYU, to lose two starters and two significant guys. BYU needs them as healthy as soon as as, healthy as possible, as soon as possible.
1: Yeah, I mean, when Anson goes down and, and, and somebody that's able to, to bring you uh, you know, in the, in the beginning of the season, that spark off the bench, right, and then move into that that starter role, and and, and really giving you 14 points, right? Uh, defensively, he's able to help you out, uh, and really not having him, you know, it, it's it's kind of like, wow, who do you turn to? Where do you go? But you know, something to me uh, that, that 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 tells me that BYU, I think, will be fine if 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 Kyle was was in the game and and the way he's able just to to manage the game, take over. Uh, obviously, we all know that he's—he's, he's, you know, can, can can produce as far as triple doubles and, and quadruple triples and whatnot. I don't even know but what that <laughs> is, but yes. I just and made, Kyle will join us just, in a couple. Of I just minutes. made that up, man. But <laughs> you can see when when he was out of the game. Uh, you know BYU really missed his presence and, and, and able to to move the ball around. I think they only had about two or three assists in the in the first half. Ended up getting eleven assists uh, total. But you know the way he's able just to manage the game. I I, I don't think you really miss Winder, especially when you have Chase. Oh, I miss Danson Winder. Especially, but look though, but look, but look, especially when you have Chase. You know, stepping up the way he's been stepping up, right? Five threes the last three you, games. I, I like Halford, how he came out guns blazing, game. twelve points in the second half. He's
0: made, he's he's played well offensively for Anson White, Right, he's, He almost stepped it up that production,
1: and then you got to look at 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 Haas, at Tyler Hawes, and what he's been able to do these last couple of games. Twenty
0: six, twenty six, twenty six, twenty eight.
1: Right, exactly. So everybody, all these the, the smaller pieces, like 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 Halford. Uh, Chase improving his game. I, I, I think you'll be fine if, if, if Kyle is able to, to stay in that game and, and, and obviously produce the, the points that we know he can produce.
0: Nate Austin was on the show last week, said that he has targeted San Diego of this week to try and get back. And BYU needs him because they struggled on the boards with the big men uh, Saturday, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation Stat of the Day. Two BYU's big men combined for two rebounds in 40 minutes Saturday. They can do much better than that. The Andrus, struggle. Worthington, Nielsen, Kafusi. The struggle. Brad, Brad Waldo is a tough matchup, but those those big guys need to do a little bit better than
1: that. Yeah, they, 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 you you got to do better the, on that. The guards
0: can't get all the rebounds, which, which right now, Nate Austin is a guy who, who pulled in about eight. Re- he was at six rebounds prior to the injury, but last year was... A top three rebounder in the league.
1: Yeah, that it really hurt. When you look at the Cougars being out rebounded, forty one to twenty-eight and then seventeen on the offensive side. Yeah, that hurt. That, that hurt.
0: And still it's a five point
1: game. Right. Despite and, being out o boarded by and, twelve. And that and that's the positive. I mean, if you if you look at the, the entire, you know, or or if you look at the, the eight league games, right? Uh the the three bigs have scored just uh forty points, uh fifty rebounds. Uh, and they committed 71 fouls. I mean, that, that to me, those stats really really stood out. Uh, but you, you look at their production and and them still being able to be in competitive games that they've lost and obviously win the games that they've Isn't won. Isn't that
0: the amazing thing? BYU, it, it is. a top-scoring team in the country with no inside pre- like, like I'm I'm still trying to figure out how that's possible. The guards have... Carried BYU to the nth power. I
1: mean, sometimes pe- talent, man, talent. Just, you got to give credit to talent right there. I, I mean, you, you, you look at Anson, Kyle, obviously, and, and and Tyler and Chase stepping up to me. I mean, you can get away with it when when you got those four guys balling the way they've been balling. I mean, it's still, I, I mean, it's still amazing, right? Because like, where where they do that at? What school they do that at, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, to have four guards do what BYU's done has been simply amazing. But like football, the injuries are really affecting kind of where you where you uh-huh. thought he BYU bring, would be on the season. You had to bring
1: football. Uh, but, the uh,
0: good new- <laughs> but the good news is this. <laughs> Ten regular season games left, and Tyler Hawes has been killing it as of late, which means we need to update Chasing Jimmer. On his way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Hawes is Chasing Jimmer on BYU Sports Station. 183 points. That's all he needs to pass Jimmer Fredette for the all-time record at BYU. Ten regular season games. On pace right now 22 and a half a game to set it in the final home game against San Diego. I
1: mean, as you need 22 per 20
0: game? Uh, per game it's like 18 carry right the now five, to the carry end of the regular the, season. Carry the 3. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm bad at math. I was just Hit, Just for reference, he's scored 104 points the last 4 games. He needs 183. If he keeps that up, he'll do it in what? 6 or 7 games. He's been fantastic. Let's get to the uh, Twitter question. What do you see BYU doing in the final 10 games of the regular season? W
2: it's winter
0: time. At Crazy Cook Fanatic, depends a lot on the status of injured players. I'm sure the roller coaster ride will not disappoint. Mm. I didn't hear a record in there, but I yeah, I get it.
1: I mean, yeah. I yeah, I mean, enjoy Yeah, I like it. But again, I'm standing by what I said earlier, man. If you know, if if from what I saw, what I seen to it last weekend, it it. Does that make sense? <laughs> no, but I understand you. <laughs> you know how I try to make up my own vocab, my own language on this show? I can understand I'm, you. I'm trying. I've hung with come you enough to understand you. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate the support. <laughs> but like I said, man, I, I think if, 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 if Kyle is, is playing those minutes and he's producing the points, uh, getting the stats, getting other guys involved with some assists, getting some extra rebounds, right? I think, I think they'll be okay with, with, with Anson out You know, for maybe a game, maybe another game. I think they'll be fine.
0: And they're going to need to be, uh, if if Anson Winders' knee is more serious than we thought. At Rockwood Thomas, 10 wins. Kyle Collinsworth getting his fifth triple-double. That would set the NCAA record. And Tyler Haas becoming the top scorer in BYU history in the regular season. A lot of exciting stuff could happen in the final ten. I like it, man. I'm going positive all the way. Blue goggles. Absolutely. Coming up, four triple-doubles for Kyle Collinsworth this season. How many more does he have in him? He joins us next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and join us using the hashtag BYUSN. And don't forget, download the podcast on iTunes. It's free. I was looking at this uh, yesterday. One of the related podcasts to this, the Steve Austin Show. Unleashed! Like stone. And the explicit version. I was like, really? That's similar to Steve, our show? I,
1: like Stone Cold? Steve yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Like yeah. the wrestler? Uh, yeah. What? No. Yeah.
0: Apparently, BYU Sports Nation, according to iTunes, is similar to that.
1: I wish I had a whistle and a flag right now. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. <laughs> horrible. What the heck is wrong with people today?
0: Today's Twitter question. What do you see BYU doing in the final 10 games of the regular season? At GK Thurston, BYU will go 9-1. and one. With the loss to Gonzaga. Should be good enough to get into the NCAA tournament. Hashtag BYUSN. What do you think? Weighing on the conversation. Well, Thursday night he had a triple-double Saturday. Got four fouls early in the second half. He is Kyle Collinsworth, and he's on BYU Sports Nation. Kyle, how are you doing, man? Doing good. What's a Monday like after a weekend like that?
2: Uh, You wake up You're usually pretty sore. I mean, Sunday you don't do much, so you wake up pretty stiff, sore. Uh, you just try to get back in the swing of things and get loose and get ready for the big week.
1: Do you guys have treatment on Sunday? Is that available for you guys? Yeah, if we need it. Okay, good. Yeah. good. So you go, you do treatment and church and then you yeah. come back treatment. Yep. Good, 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 good. It was always fun to to get banged up and then come on, you know, on, on a Sunday and get that nice uh treatment, you relax for church, yeah. right?
2: Yeah. Sundays are nice cuz you know <clears throat> you won't practice. No that's, matter what. At Brigham, that's, right. that's yeah. how it works. <laughs> <Right. clears
1: throat> What's the vibe
0: of the team right now after the St. Mary's game?
2: I mean, obviously a tough loss. That would have been huge for us. But, you know, there's still 10 games left, and we need to have a mindset of just on to the next one and just take it one game at a time and just really regroup and have a big week of practice. Good thing is we have time to rest up and to regroup, so we'll use that to our advantage, get ready for Saturday.
1: Right, good good that you guys do have kind of like a mini mini-bye week. So so we, we were talking about it a little bit earlier that you uh bruised your quad a little bit. Yeah. Kind of walk, this, walk us through uh, when that happened.
2: So when I got my fourth foul, I got a knee to the quad, and I was just trying to get out of the way, and somehow I got a foul on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was really confused about the whole play because I, I was just trying to get to the baseline. But those are tough to deal with. You obviously know you played football those mm-hmm. when you get kneed like that. I play like, church ball. I know, too, Kyle. Absolutely. Like, totally. Yeah, it's probably worse than football, <laughs> church ball. But, yeah, those are rough. They're just little nagging, little injuries, and, but nothing serious.
0: There comes a point where do, do you have to look at Saturday's game and go, you know what, we didn't have Anson, we didn't have Nate. We're right there. We want to make a couple more plays. But you know what, we, we gave it a great effort, and there's something good we can take out of that?
2: I mean, you have to. You have to look at the game, and you have to look at all the positive things, and you have to carry it with you because nothing negative is going to help you for the next game. So in my mind and teammates' minds, coaches, we just got to take what was good and build on that and get ready for Saturday.
1: It's always good when you get some uh, triple doubles, right? Yeah, it, when you, it's always good. If you, if, if you <laughs> understatement average, of go the go year, go in, go in, and does it make you feel a little bit better personally? I, I'm going to say this. I don't want you to give me the political answer because I know you're trained this way. If you <laughs> lose games and you got a triple double, you're like, oh man, you know that sucks for my team, but for me, you know, I'm good to go, building my resume up for that next level. Yay me! That is not team ball, Brian. <laughs> well, well, I'm a ball.
2: Well, the thing is, usually when I get a triple double. We usually win because I'm getting assists, I'm rebounding a lot, which is good for our team. Right. i got to rebound a ton, and I'm scoring. So usually, I think there's only been one game. I Gonzaga, think, right? Gonzaga game. And that was a close game. It was a close game. But usually when I'm doing those things, we're in a position to win. We usually win. So
0: Do you feel like you'll get at least one more this season?
2: Yeah, I do.
0: Last year, you, you told Spencer and I, you said, yeah, I'm going to get one this season. Yeah, you had you had none. You have made up for it this year.
2: Yes, I have. That's right. There's a couple times where I just missed a assist or two last year, but you know I just try to play my game, play hard, just kind of my DNA how I play, and it usually works out sometimes. So get th- triple double.
1: That's a that's a good point. You missed one or two last year. Do you know now when you're that close, do you have teammates or a stat guy telling you, "Hey, you got to get, get an assist or you know make a basket."
2: You know, it depends on the game. Gonzaga game, we were down, no one said a thing, which is kind of understandable. But, you know, usually when we're up 15, 20, they'll be like, hey, go grab a rebound, one more assist, someone will say something. Who's
0: the guy that tells you? Is there a a
2: guy? No, just one of the coaches or mm-hmm. somebody. Is that Noah's bench. job? No, he doesn't say much. <laughs> It should be though.
1: Do you think it's more pressure on your teammates when, when? Do, do, I mean, is there like an announcement like, "Hey, guy, Kyle needs one more, so he's going to do this play right here, dump it off to you, Chase. You go ahead and make that three. Is there Do you think there's more pressure on, on the guys?
2: It's usually they just tell me. They usually don't tell anybody else. Okay, but that's probably
0: that's good because then the guy, guy gets nervous good. on the jumper or whatever. Yeah,
2: You're
1: like I can pass that guy.
2: He just throws it way over the rim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chase Fisher
0: uh, has had. Quite the little run here from the three-point line. Uh, I've, I've got him shooting 52% last six games, 23 of 44. What kind of weapon has that been for you guys? It's
2: been huge, and he, he's an amazing shooter, and I've known that since the first day he's got here, and now everyone's seen how good of a shooter he really is, and he's going to continue to shoot well. He's shooting good shots. He's so good in transition and just run the floor, and he gets his feet set, and he fires it up. He's, Make, it makes getting triple doubles easier for me because everyone's so good at transition, just running, finding spots, and knocking them down.
0: He told everyone how good he was, and then he's actually been good. It's yeah. been nice for him to pay off, yep. pay off the speech.
1: Yeah, in, in the in the beginning of the season, he was kind of hit or miss. He would be really hot, and then kind of cool down a little bit. Uh, the last few games, he's really been consistent. What do you think he's done differently to for that to happen?
2: I think just transition. We've been getting. A lot of good shots, and he's kind of. It's tough your first year. You kind of feel your role. You kind of know what shots to shoot. and I think he's really understanding what his role is, and okay. and he's really getting comfortable with that. And just confidence. Confidence is huge. Like you know, just when you're hitting shots, and you know you can hit shots, you keep hitting them. Next game, next game, you just keep rolling. So he's in a good little groove right now. And as a point guard, I see that, and I want to keep getting him the ball and keep him right. keep him in a groove.
0: With Nate Austin out, it, it feels like you've been the one that's been asked to rebound the ball better. Are you? Are, have you had that kind of sense? Is that actually a discussion? And are you more tired after games because of that extra effort to rebound? It uh, was like eight questions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with the first one.
2: <laughs> um, I feel like last year was kind of the same thing. You know, I had to rebound just as much last year as this year. You know, Nate obviously is a great rebounder. We're missing him, but. That's just kind of, like I said, my DNA is rebounding. And the the second half of last year, I really picked that up, and it's been kind of the same this year. I just try to attack on the offensive glass and defensive glass. So just playing my game, I mean, I obviously realize I have to rebound. Like six against St. Mary's isn't going to do it for our team, and I realize that. So I realize the importance of it, but I feel like I'm just – Doing what I've always done why BYU with rebounding.
0: Are you more tired after games because of the extra effort? Plus, you're the point guard, so you're gonna get the ball and have to sprint up the court, right?
2: Yeah, I get I get pretty tired, but I feel like that's after every game. If you're not tired, then something, something's wrong enough. with you. you. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. You didn't try hard enough,
1: right? You know, I I love speaking of rebounds. I love how you just go over the top of people you know snatch the ball down like a receiver and then you just look you know before heading back up you know to the court and passing the ball off running offense, what offense what, whatnot I love how you stare down you know like a center or, or like hey man you got three inches on me and I just jumped over you dude I love I love that passion I love you know how you're just in the middle of somebody's face you know clapping your hands where where does that where does that come from um uh, how and how you play like that I think
2: just growing up with my brothers, they're always beating me up. And whenever I would get that rebound, you I'd l- I let them know. Yeah, I'm the youngest. Okay, okay. Bro, Chris was always taller than you. Yeah. yeah. And so I'd always let them know when I got that one. I'd be up in their face clapping. <laughs> you know, I'm letting them know. So I think just I've always played up since I was little. I played with my brother Chris on his teams three years up. So I've always had to have that edge and – have that competitiveness with me.
1: The little brother is always is always the is always better. Look out for the little always brother. Bro- Jimmer always, always, always. Jimmer was
0: the little brother to TJ, who played uh, community college as well. So he had that relationship. If I'm not mistaken, you had this your huge growth spurt was what in, in high school, sophomore to junior year. Yeah,
2: I was five nine as a freshman,
0: and then Ooh.
2: then like six three as a sophomore, six five as a junior, and then I grew even a little bit on my mission.
0: So, were you? Ah. It, are you still kind of that five nine person in that you you are a ball handler, but you're six six, so you can rebound, and use length. Yeah, and
2: exactly. Yep.
0: So, I, I,
1: I've never been five nine. I know that, <laughs> <ten of those laughs> we're like. still waiting for your growth Yes, I am. It'll happen
0: one day. It's coming for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you look at the priorities of what you want to do in a season, obviously the next thing is the next game, but you want to win a regular season conference championship, the tournament championship. You want to get into the NCAA tournament. How do you balance those goals, especially, in, and on this show, we're talking constantly about, all right, what does BYU need to do to
2: get into the NCAA tournament? How do you balance all of those goals? I think just like you said, you have to take it one game at a time. Because if you think, oh, we've got 10 games, we've got to win all 10 games, then you get overwhelmed, you get, you know, kind of just, there's too much going on in your mind. Mm-hmm. So if we have the mindset of San Diego, what do we need to do against them? Let's, let's win that game, and then we'll go from there. So I think one game at a time, is, it's huge because sometimes it's huge not to get ready for the next game or to play a game and not think it's not super important because every game from this point for us is huge, and we need to have that mindset.
0: Absolutely. Right. Well, Kyle, good luck on the triple-doubles. That's been fun to watch. And you, and you say you'll get at least one more? Yes. At least one more. Awesome. That's going to be great. Uh, have a great week of practice. We'll see you Saturday at San right. Diego. Appreciate you guys. Kyle Collinsworth, Mr. Triple-double. Has tied the NCAA single season record. Just needs one more to set that. Awesome. Coming up, who will be the new faces for 2015 BYU football? Jeff Martin, recruiting director for the Cougars, comes in to give us a preview. Just two weeks left in recruiting. Brian, got to get it done. Got to get it done. Those coaches are out on the road trying to get the best and the new Brian Logan in the program. <laughs> That's right. And now
1: back to more BYU Sports
0: Nation. I'm Jordan, Brian Logan, and Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the podcast on iTunes or stream it on BYUsportsNation.com. Coming up Friday night, gymnastics versus Utah State. It's at 9 Eastern time. Watch it right here on BYU TV. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's hoops loses to St. Mary's. Anson Winder with the knee injury. Still waiting to hear whether he will play Saturday. BYU needs him. Uh, Men's volleyball swept UCLA Friday, 1-4 Saturday. Impressive stuff uh, in just week two for the Cougars. They play at Santa Barbara this week, a couple of big matches. And then women's hoops lost by 10 at home to St. Mary's. That was a big game in conference for the ladies. Unfortunately, they lost that one. But this time of year, you also think, you know what, we're a couple weeks away from recruiting day. Wednesday, February 4th, the big day for BYU football. Jeff Martin, BYU football player personnel and on-campus recruiting coordinator, is on BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. I think the last two times you were here, I was gone. Yes. I apologize and I'm glad that I'm here now. Spencer, however, took off.
3: I'm, I'm glad you're here too. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yes, I've always been here, so you know it's you know we got to have a football guy, you know that's really deeply rooted in Brigham football, in Brigham football Brigh- program, Brigham in the Brigham football program. Football. You know that's why we kind of schedule it that way. No, I feel you. It's important. Yeah, see, see, so same page, man. February 4th is like the day
0: of days, right? Yeah, we're like For you and your office.
3: What two weeks away? Two and a half weeks away?
0: Two and a half weeks away. Yeah. How it's, you feeling right now?
3: Uh, I, we're feeling good. I'm feeling like there's not going to be a whole lot of surprises, which is always a good thing. Unless it's good surprises, day. right? Yeah, you know. But I'd take no surprises over you know a bad one and a good one here. Go you know, you. I just I want to know that what's coming in, and I want it to be done and and move on.
1: Is it kind of like a like the NFL draft? You know how the coaches have like the, the the boards up and just five whiteboards all marked up with players. Is it like that for you? Guys? Uh,
3: little. I mean, there's not as much um, kind of like surprises or you know. Changing of philosophies that can come down when it comes to a draft. You know, one guy gets taken that you're looking at, and everything changes. Uh, when it's recruiting, we want to be done well before the fourth. You know, know who's coming and who we're getting, um, and that's not the case in a draft. You know.
0: So who's Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay in this? <laughs> if, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> if there's a mock, uh, shoot that all those
3: Twitter guys out there. Uh,
0: it's probably Spencer, no? Yeah, there we go. Except yeah. we don't do much with recruiting, it, and and here until they've signed, we can't even mention their name, right? Because we are BYU, yeah. but. Uh, it, when they do sign, uh, like the transfers and return missionaries who were mentioned on uh, Friday in a release, all mm-hmm. of a sudden it became football day, by the way, Friday. Yeah,
3: Frank Wintrick is... was oh, announced. Yeah, 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 New strength then... coach. He's really good. Yeah. yeah. T- really tell good. us what you know about him so far. Uh, North Texas guy, he's really credited with um, completely turning around that program. You know, when you talk to people from North Texas, they, everybody says he was the best hire we ever did. And mm. he's nice. He's a great guy, um, very high energy. He's going to get us going.
0: Awesome. Uh, and then you look at the other news Friday, the transfers and return missionaries who have enrolled uh, in our in-school and will participate in spring. Yeah. So let's talk about some of those transfers. You got yeah. uh, His name's Brian, but it goes by Squally, Squally. Canada. Yeah. Washington State running back Mike Leach hooks a
1: brother up. Mm-hmm. That's his real name, Canada. Yes. Last name's yes. Canada. Yeah. Squally T- Canada. Tell us
0: about Squally
3: Canada. So Squally was a big-time recruit out of high school, four-star guy from the Bay Area.
1: Um, Actually,
3: yeah, he's uh, Milpitas. I recruited him at Boise State when I was there, and that was kind of the connection. Um, And then he realized, you know, he kind of had an injury in fall camp, didn't get to participate there at Wazoo. Red-shirted? Red-shirted. They had a guy, a true freshman, step up who wasn't injured during fall camp, so kind of realized that playing time might be bleak there. So he uh, reached out to me, and shoot, he's going to have to sit out a year, but we'll be glad we have him once he's a sophomore.
1: So he'll have three to play. Yes, so he'll sit
3: out 2015, and then he'll be a redshirt sophomore in 16. And he's bringing
1: somebody with him from Washington. Yeah, so his uh, Nice teammate, transition, Brian, Yeah, to team, Kamel Green.
3: Kamel Green, he's uh, corner, probably going to play, uh, I don't know yet, boundary or field corner for us. Um, he'll be able to play right away. And he'll also, but he'll be a redshirt freshman, so he'll have four years starting in fifteen to play straight. Why can't he he, can he play?
1: Why can he play right away? He
3: was not on scholarship at Wazoo. Mm. Oh, okay, so.
0: gotcha. He's but he was he was on the team, but he was a walk-on, right? So when a when a walk-on transfers D one to D one, he can mm-hmm. play right away. It's a scholarship issue,
3: yes. In mm-hmm.
1: a lot of in a lot of cases, yeah. okay. I did not know that.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't understand that either. So if you can maybe just say, "Hey, coach, don't put me on scholarship this year because I want to transfer." I'm going to well, right away. So the thing was, <laughs> because I want to transfer? Is there loop <laughs> you, have have to prove. <laughs> you
3: have to prove that you were an unrecruited athlete out of high school. Um, okay. So if you're like a recruited walk-on where you came on um, official visits, you had in-home visits, coaches contact, um, then you still have to gain like a release and you might still have to sit out a year. But if you're an unrecruited guy who just kind of showed up on campus, tried out for the team and made it, then you can transfer freely. Gotcha. Now,
0: now I want to ask about the role of Mike Leach in that. Did he – because – yeah. Did he okay to some, some guy, you know, Norm Chow with Michael Wadsworth? Nope. Right. With BYU. Right. From Hawaii. But Mike from Leach. what
3: I understand, um, we were one of the very few Division One teams that Squally was released to. I mm. mean, um, that would have obviously come from Coach
0: Leach. Right. Love me some Mike Leach, man. All right, let's continue on those uh, four transfers. How do you pronounce Jackson's last name from New Mexico? Kaka. Kaka. There you go, yes. Kaka. New Mexico State transfer, return missionary?
3: Yeah, and he's actually a native of uh, New Zealand. So he's another kind of all BYU does type. Is yeah. get New yeah. Zealand football players. He uh, went to high school in in Hawaii, Kahuku High School. Um, yeah, went on a mission. He actually started as a true freshman at New Mexico State.
0: Played against BYU. Played probably, against us. Right? Yeah,
3: um, went on a mission. Now he's back. He won't sit out, so he'll have three years or four years to play three. Um, starting now, he's good to go. Tight end, good looking kid.
0: How does that process process work for a guy um, in terms of uh, you know he he talks to a guy who talks to a guy talks to BYU how does that work a lot of times with these guys uh with return missionaries it's a unique scenario a lot
3: of times we'll have uh, mission presidents reaching out to us hey mm. you know we have a kid who's really interested in transferring to BYU what can you do and we'll say you know nothing until we have a permission to contact and a release right. from and this, the right, right. and this is a big deal The yeah. quote unquote Riley knows you guys can't right. you
1: guys can't reach out and recruit
3: no, no. Um, so like when I. It was different with, like, Longy, with Harvey. He uh, never signed an NLI at Utah, so he's, I mean, fair game, and there's no reason we're not going to go recruit him. So, yeah, I mean, a guy like Longy who goes on his mission, he enrolled early at Utah, so he never signed a national letter of intent. Mm. Went on a mission, so it was away for two years, um, so that kind of just opens everything up in terms of his recruitment. But it's different with the guys who sign an NLI, then go on a mission. mm. And then are looking to transfer. It, it sounds
1: like they may have similar stories as far as, you know, starting at one school, going on your mission, and then realizing, wow, you know, like this is a great experience. I my, my priorities are, you know, completely different. Football is five and yep. you know, faith is one, so I need to go to BYU. You sound like I, Brock I'm just right. I'm just trying to make a connection. Read the <laughs> book.
3: Yeah, so with Jackson, um, specifically, he actually gave up his scholarship at New Mexico to come walk on here at BYU. Oh. Just Okay, um, you know that mission
0: experience wants and, to be here. Yeah, well, yeah. And then uh, the defensive back from Snow, Eric uh, Takenaka. Takenaka, Takenaka. It's, Takenaka. It's, tell us about him. Uh, he's you know highly productive,
3: uh, JCDB at Snow, um, and you know we lost a few guys to transfer and other things this off season. Had some guys graduate, so I'm expecting to come in and, and compete right away. He was a, a big time player for them.
1: Yeah, he. You know, I was I was looking at some of his highlights and reading his bio. Uh, it seems like an absolute stud. Was he getting recruited out of high school?
3: Uh, you know, I'm not sure what I know he's a local guy. I'm not sure what he had going out of high school. He was I mean, he's an academic kid, so I'm sure that he didn't go to snow because of great issues. I'm, I'm assuming he didn't have a whole lot of options um, and then went down to snow and had a great career.
1: Oh, that's good. To, that's good to hear, because there's always two reasons why you, know, you go to a JC, right? It's either academics or you go through peer late. Yeah, it's like, it's like with Nick
3: Kurtz. <laughs> Nick Kurtz had not one scholarship offer out of high school, wow. goes to JC, and then ends up with 30. Yeah,
0: he
1: probably grew
3: like Wes Welker's 10 favorite inches, player, 10 yeah. in, Nick
1: Kurtz. 10 inches, put like 20 pounds on, you get faster, stronger at JC. Yeah, that's what
0: happens. Okay, so those are the four transfers uh, at, at mid-year. So now, now you're prepped for signing, Dan. Before we move on to that, I want, uh, what role do you play, if any, with return missionaries?
3: Um, Very little. Um, you know, we'll kind of watch them set them up in their workout group. So, return missionaries all have a separate workout group to kind of get them grouped in. Um, a lot of times, I'll work with the families just on what the situation is going to be, how we're getting them enrolled in school, when they're coming, and that kind of deal. And the main thing I have to worry about is keeping the numbers straight when it comes right. to comparing return missionaries and guys that are coming right out of high school. So, so with that, the kids itself, not a whole lot. It
1: throws of you off if somebody comes home a little bit early, right? Oh, yeah. You yeah. got to be like, uh, you can't, you weren't scheduled to come back. So you can't be on a scholarship? Yeah, and that's hard to explain to a kid, uh, you know, who
3: has a full-ride scholarship to BYU. Maybe he gets an injury out on his mission or something and uh, comes home a whole year early and is like, all right, I'm ready to get into school. It's like, well, right. you got to wait a year because we don't have a
0: spot. Yeah, there are situations uh, I want to say Kai's younger brother Isaiah uh, yeah. is in that situation, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then Ben Patch on the volleyball team. You know, he's not enrolled right now. He'll enroll in the fall. Yep. So, yeah, it, it really throws it off. And Dave Rose once said the hardest thing to deal with uh, with men's basketball roster is when a guy, the, the mission situation is different than what yeah. you had planned. Yeah. You're seeing that this year. Um, so, return missionaries, there's uh, seven on that list as well, including Spencer Hadley's younger brother, Matt, the mm-hmm. DB, coming back. Uh, Jacob Hanneman's younger brother, Micah, in the mix as well. And so, check that out if you missed that uh, on BYUcougars.com. Now comes the high school signees, possibly graduate transfers, who knows, uh, in two weeks. What's the emphasis of this recruiting class for BYU football?
3: Uh, There was a big emphasis on offensive line going into it. and You know, we don't need, like I've said, we don't need those guys to come in and start. We have a great front five right now, but there's not a whole lot behind those guys. Um, So I think we'll do a lot to kind of ensure that. Uh, Really, the emphasis was locking up the best local in state LDS kids. There's a great in state class this year and next year. So if we can finish those guys out, um, I think it'll be a real successful class and then kinda just filling in the pieces everywhere else. I feel like this year was much more about adding depth compared to last year where we needed to go get playmakers, guys. And and wide receivers specifically, right? And
1: that's why you guys went more the J C route, transfer route. And so with, with you guys looking to get more depth, we probably shouldn't expect a lot of those transfers.
3: JC guys, or the graduate, or either? Mm, both. Yeah, so JC, um, and we got one committed right now. We'll see if it sticks. Um, and Takinaka came in. Graduate transfers, you never know until you know way after signing oh, okay. day. Okay. So we won't know with those guys for a while. I'd love to you know get as many as we can
1: cuz we had we had a few in the summer last year right like the mm-hmm. like Harvey Jackson yeah. Ken Nelson. Nelson We knew Nelson. Leslie Nelson. at signing day yeah Leslie
3: wait. was the early one we knew about him mm-hmm. um cuz his relationship with coach holiday but yeah. um the other two guys were... you
1: you guys have a strategy for that too like i always want to ask this question like I, it, it, was just, it was it it was was weird sometimes how there would be no scholarships available. A kid, you know, highly recruited, wants to transfer, then all of a sudden one comes floating out the sky. Like, wow, where'd that come from? <laughs> yeah. You guys just have
3: like five tucked away. We like to keep a buffer. Um, that's always nice. It's not always the case, especially though for a lot of these guys that are coming mid-year, it's easier to find a scholarship because you have guys graduating early and that kind of thing that were unplanned. Okay. Um, but it's always nice to have a buffer. We don't always have one, um, but, you know, there'll be cases where we do – have a little bit of a buffer, not taking any more, you know, incoming high school guys, and then a, a kid will pop up that wants to transfer. And it's like, oh, great, I
1: got a scholarship for you. Let's go. So you guys man- so you guys manage it that way right? yeah. as best as you can. Right. 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 I knew it. I knew it.
0: That's how they got you where'd here, that,
1: Brian. Where would that come from, Coach? Hey, I told you my friend, my cousin, you know. my my second, Joe Joe Samson. My second cousin, he's actually on my mom's <laughs> side. Joe is my dad's side. But, no, you didn't have a scholarship, but this kid down the street came. <laughs> okay. Okay, see how it is. It happens. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Describe to us what's going on right now with the coaching staff in terms of timing, what they're allowed to do, and what they're doing with recruiting. So they've been on the road um,
3: for about a full week now. Uh, And basically all that is is um, tons of in-home visits with our already committed players, with players that we think are going to be signing day decisions. Um, We're not really going out and identifying new guys right now or evaluating new guys. We're more just locking up what we have. Um, and trying to get in those last visits for those guys that are deciding on signing day. Is, is
1: is that why you make those extra trips for the for the kids that have already committed or the ones that are kind of on that fence? Both. I mean, we'll see. So our committed kids we'll see once a week um,
3: from now until signing day. Okay. That's what we're allowed to.
0: A coach will visit them. Once a week, yeah. Nice.
3: And then Bronco will see everybody at least once during those three-week period.
0: Is Bronco the closer?
3: absolutely he comes in last and seals the deal Yeah, definitely he's I mean he's excellent in the home uh, knows exactly how to pitch it to each kid and uh, does a great job
1: so can can you guys get yeah he does a really good job we talked about it earlier where my cousin Joe Sampson the last minute Miami came in offered Mm -hmm. him and um, you know my uncle uh, talked to Bronco he's on his visit talked to Bronco and he was like oh yeah I need him to come I right. to he come here. Yeah. I don't want him to come to Miami. We were like, but you know it's Miami, right? You're like, no, I need him to come here. <laughs> um, it, can, you, can you guys kind of gauge if a kid is not as engaged or kind of is slowly moving away from the commit?
3: Definitely. Uh, I mean, we have committed kids now that, uh, you know, we feel them slipping and we're kind of doing last-minute uh, emergency visits to kind of get a, our hooks back into them. Um, what are some
1: of the things that – what are some of the signs for you guys?
3: Uh, it, you know, it's pretty – telling when they stop being responsive uh we are contacting these kids every day and there'll be a time where all of a sudden you just don't hear back from them um or if they're going on other visits uh, which you know we're okay with especially with the really highly recruited kid we don't want to um handcuff them to just see byu and that's it you know go see your visits go get your free food go get your go see the world go get your vacation and then you know when signing day comes you're coming to byu so it's like dating Absolutely, <laughs> it's, it's, dating it's dating to dating. Like BYU
1: is yeah. number one, but you know I'm not going to put a ring on it just yet. Right,
0: right. <laughs> definitely. When you uh, when you try and uh, seal the deal uh, on a kid, what what are some what? Well, let me ask this actually. I, I forgot that Snapchat was legalized for recruiting is, like yeah. since April. Mm-hmm. How is Snapchat Crazy, used man. by this coaching staff? Uh, so I know two J's a snapper personal <laughs> snapper yeah. what, like a lobster
3: uh, I, personally i don't snapchat recruits at all um and i think most of our staff doesn't it's just a little creepy to me but uh, yes
1: i would agree with that because because snapchat is for i mean you can use it for a lot of different things but it's like a 15 second thing yeah, right 10 yeah. second thing and it's like what can you snap a kid i, mean, I can only
3: imagine what some Kids are getting...
1: I mean, know. like, a helmet? Like, this could
0: be yours.
3: If you I'm know? Urban
1: Meyer, I'm snapping, hey, with the championship trophy, right. oh, this could yeah, be you. Yeah, or what, yeah. you know, but, that makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, I can like, see that 2J happening. 2 J
0: snap? I, I, I'm just... Hey, I don't it, know for sure hey, that 2J
3: what's... snaps recruits. I just know that he has a Snapchat. Oh, that he has a Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, his Miami
0: Vice outfit. It's like, yeah. yo, this could be you. Or not. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Um, what are what are some of the uh, rules regarding like text messages, tweets? How do you guys, wh- no text what? messages at all? Zero, N- none. Um, when you're tweeting, you could DM
3: a kid, but you can't uh, at them or like tweet at you can't them. Can't follow them or mention uh, you them. You could yeah. follow them, you oh, can't okay. mention them. Uh, you could only DM them.
1: Okay. How 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 much do you guys look into a kid's Twitter account? I've heard you know more from a, a corporate uh, environment setting that. You know, employers are starting to really look at social media and what they're tweeting and they should and how, they, how they're. I've, you know, I've done following. that myself. Yeah, and, yeah. And looking at no here
3: specifically, uh, we go through all the social media outlets, um, you know, looking for any red flags, and when they're there, we'll address them. Like and even
1: even like even like like who they're following, right?
3: Absolutely, yeah. yeah.
1: You just learn about someone's character, I think yeah. a little bit more.
3: And we, I mean, we've had issues with kids that were already committed, and we go in and, and fix it. You know, tell them, hey, you can't be doing this kind of thing. Clean it up, and most of the time, it happens.
0: And Squally Canada, by the way, he had dreads. He cut them off.
3: Yeah. He's all in, man. That was a huge deal. So his whole family has dreads. Um, his dad has been growing his dreads since, like, 1986. Oh, wow. No. And uh, he's the first person in his family now to, to not have dreads.
1: Oh, so it's wow. a huge deal. That's for him a to, big move. No. Yeah, that's a big move. So he's all in. He's fully he's invested. In. He yeah. is. He is all in. It's, you cut the family. It's a like family <laughs> line there, man. You should see
0: Brian's driver's license, by the way. We'd,
1: really? We'll show you that during the break. I
0: had braids, man. <laughs> nice. I had long They braids, were great.
1: They were, I was long. I was really long.
0: Man. Listen, signing day is awesome, and it's all in preparation to get ready for Nebraska.
1: Countdown to the
0: Cornhuskers. 229. That's it. BYU and Nebraska. Just 229 days, Joe. Let's
3: go. It's going to be a good, good year.
0: We count down every stinking day to Nebraska. It gets really old, like, around February 8th. I
1: still get excited. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I'm ready to put a helmet I, on. I honestly love it, though. It's Hey, geoff let's get some helmets, man, and run out. On g- G-Off. Oh, yeah, that's his name. g What right. do you
0: see BYU doing in the final <laughs> ten games of the regular season in hoops? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We'll be back in a minute with more on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU Products. Download the podcast on iTunes. Do it today. Because it's compared to the Steve Austin show. Apparently. <laughs> Which is crazy. Man, that is so ridiculous. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I saw that. I was like, really? I, I, I can see Spencer on this show and Steve Austin. Kind of similar.
1: Yeah, with Not? Man. I, like you mm-mm. trying to lie? I was uh, trying. What? I was trying to find some type of good thing. There's I was trying to find something, man. I was like, mm, they go with that blonde hair. Oh no, the he's bl- bald. Wait, he's uh, bald. I don't know. Yeah, no. Mm-mm.
0: Today's Twitter question: What do you see BYU doing in the final ten games of the regular season? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. We tweet, tweet at Fr Ruiz eight hundred one. Who some? I think his job changed to something because he's involved in the show again. He was one of the original guys on BYU Radio. He is mm. back. 9-1, he says. Sweet revenge against St. Mary's and Pepperdine, but no way to turn back the wrath of Gonzaga. Listen, with Gonzaga, that's going to be a tough game. BYU pulls that off, that's fantastic. Um, but I, I'm more concerned about, yeah, the nine other games. Yeah, 9-1 would be quite the run. If BYU is healthy, I say that's totally doable.
1: Yeah. If oh, Nate yeah. Austin
0: plays against Pepperdine, I think BYU wins. If Nate Austin plays against, I don't know, Gonzaga, there's there's more of They'll a chance be, there. Yeah, I mean, they're, but they're, Anton Winder's knee is the big question, Brian. It is if this is, is, is a lingering thing throughout the season, which you'd think you don't just get a hundred percent in a in a week and a half or two. Hopefully he can be good enough to where BYU can go on a little bit yeah, of you, a
1: nine-game win streak would be amazing. That would be amazing, and I mean we always talk about them, you know, having one type of slip up here and there. So maybe eight and two, you know, I mean eight we're, and two we're, would be good too. That would be uh, that well. would be good too. You have yes. one, you have one slip up maybe here and
0: there. At Pepperdine is going to be a tough game. You'd think considering BYU lost at home to the Waves, right,
1: right, and and, then, and they
0: played Gonzaga really tough at home. They lost by two.
1: The the, the good thing is though, despite the injuries and whatnot. I mean, you know that BYU is going to you know, put themselves in a position at the end of the game to win. Because they've done it throughout all their losses. Yes. So at least That's they'll the be good competitive. good news. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, and honestly, BYU's, uh, aside from at Gonzaga, is BYU not going to be in any of the games the rest of the way? At, I mean, even at Gonzaga. Right. Th- that could be. But besides that one, they will be in every, every stinking game sin- every, the rest of the way. Every game, man. At St. Mary's. Uh, they play Utah, Gonzaga, San Diego State. Purdue, you know, BYU's been in every game. Being in every game is not the goal, but when you have a team where you rely on the guard so much and then unfortunately Anson Winder gets hurt, it may be tough to back ten. I don't know. I I see BYU winning a bunch of those games. I I seven and three to me is the worst. That BYU will the wor- do the worst, the
1: worst That case they scenario. drop three of those ten. I see think, them
0: winning at least seven. So
1: you think like a Gonzaga? You think you think a maybe a slip at, up here at Pepperdine
0: and then St. Mary's at home? Those are your three toughest games, in order yeah. probably.
1: Yeah, I mean, are, I mean, are you okay with that? With no. a seven and three? No, because I mean, then is, BYU. What is that, star- does
0: that then do? BYU staring at the NIT if they go seven and three? Which they I, would have to win the WCC tournament. You know what? NFL.
1: I would almost rather them go to the NIT.
0: No. No. Yep, and that's I've,
1: right. I said it. You could rewind it uh, on the app. I don't know. On your VCR. <laughs> you could rewind it on the app. I don't know the thing to say, the promo to say. But, yeah, you can download that thing, and then you can rewind it. I said it. I would rather have them go to the NIT. Why? Because I would rather them be in a Final Four and be competitive. We've and have that a longer it, season than to, have, than to go and be, oh, yeah, we're in here. Yeah, and then go home in one game. I would rather lose in the NCAA tournament Not in I. the first
0: round. Than win
1: the nit yeah as a player every year because as a, as a player yes as a player yes you then, are second rate in the nit I could talk to my grandkids my great great grandkids and say look man look son I played and I, I played I played in the big dance you know all throughout my whole career if you want to do that you got to eat your vegetables if you want to go play that so as a player yes if you eat only candy you go to the nit I'm just I'm just, I'm just saying <laughs> but as a fan. You know, I would. I want to see the pl- I want to see them play, man. What's after basketball season? Thirty-one
0: plus gymnastics. games wasn't enough for you. You need the Gymn- nit gymnastics. No, it's
1: men's volleyball, bro. Yo, you know what? I am a volleyball fan. Are you because now? Because of Saturday. Are you yeah. now? Wait, we get, we're getting too close now. We had this nice argument going on. <laughs> I need to scoot away from you. Don't bring the nit nit, into this.
0: man. The nit is a swear word until <laughs> you ain't actually in it. <laughs> if that they for, are, and hopefully they're not.
1: Will you, will you charge me? Like a, a penny every time I say Yeah, royalties. And I By the way, it's what like happened with you running like 20 miles? Um, See, what happened was I was sick. Oh, and we, we got my a break. We don't have my time. Leg. Leg. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Excuses, bro.
0: <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Future guests include Jeff Judkins, <gasps> Blaine Fowler, and John Gasaway. ESPN College Basketball Insider. We'll have him on. He's been impressed by Kyle Collinsworth's play.
1: Everybody i sure been. he
0: knows about Tyler Hawes. We'll talk to him coming up this week as well. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. My biased opinion gives it to the men's volleyball team. We didn't know what we were going to see without Taylor Sander. After two weeks, wait, they go 3-1. What about the
1: girls? Also,
0: ah! the girl at St. Mary's. <gasps> Kevin Durant, if he were here, and would say, she's the real MVP. <laughs> oh. She crushed it during the oh St. Mary's gosh. game. The most awesome, annoying thing ever, right? <gasps> yeah, It was, man. I was like, look at this girl. Go. Look at them pipes, man. That's also audio from Brian Logan right after Taysom Hill got injured against Utah State. That was
1: right after I found out that BYU was going to the NIT and win the championship. Ah, yeah! Come on, man. Shout out to Yo Slater, Kala, BYU Sports Nation.
0: Back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Brian Logan.
1: And they take over tomorrow. Rockin' it.